It's time for our Monday morning conversation with aviation analyst Jay Ratliff. Good morning, Jay. Hey, pleasant good morning to you. Thanks for being with us as always. A lot of stories to get to regarding airplanes, airports, airlines. Uh, let's first talk about the fact that more and more airports are now allowing non-ticketed passengers past the security checkpoint. Why are we seeing that happen more often now? Well, a lot of it has to do, I shouldn't say a lot, I'll just say some of it has to do with some uh, uh, pressure from the businesses that are inside the airport, the restaurants, the shops, things like that, uh, that used to have the ability to have, you know, if you were seeing your your parents off, you go to the airport, you walk into the gate, you all eat the, at the restaurant, perhaps uh, shop around a little bit before their flight, then you go home. Uh, and of course, when the attacks of 9-11 took place, uh-uh, only ticketed people could make it past that. Well, now we're seeing more and more airports, Orlando, and uh, we're seeing the John Wayne Airport, Detroit, uh, Palm Springs, several others that are looking at allowing people through the security checkpoint without a ticket. Now, they still have to be screened, obviously. Some airports are limiting the number of people that can make it through the, the checkpoint. But the thought is that it's not really a security issue because the TSA can handle it. So the thought is, what can we do to, uh, you know, allow people the opportunity to go through? Because you know, sometimes you just want to walk a relative to the gate and see them off. Uh, sometimes you want to go to the gate and, and greet them so you can walk them back out of the, uh, of the airport back to baggage claim. And we're seeing more and more of these airports open things up. And, Rob, I'm certainly glad to see it, and I, and I certainly hope the trend continues. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, in your opinion. So you think this is a good thing? I do, because there, there's not, as long as the TSA can handle the additional workload, and they can, uh I think it's a great idea because, again, I, I, I feel for the business owners as a business owner on the other side of the security checkpoint. Plus, I think it's great to say goodbye at the gate versus, you know, at that, uh, you know, the security checkpoint. It's just plus you get a chance to spend more time with individuals. And, you know, for, for me, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Spirit Airlines, because uh, this past weekend, was not great for any passengers of Spirit Airlines. A lot of canceled flights, uh, last second, last minute canceled flights. Why was that happening? What, what's what's the deal with Spirit Airlines? We don't know a lot, but what we do know is that they canceled more than 200 flights um, over the weekend, spilled into yesterday and today from, from the, some of the flight ops, and the airline is saying the cancellations are going to impact customers for several days to come. We do know that they had about 10 or 11, maybe 12% of their fleet that they had to inspect or had, to, I think they said, conduct aircraft inspections. They called them safety checks and things of this nature, but it was something to do with maintenance. Now, I don't know if it's something where there was a pending deadline where aircraft had a specific thing to be checked by a specific date, and they found, uh-oh, we've not checked all the airplanes we need to by the time we've been given by the FAA, or maybe there was some maintenance done that was done incorrectly and they said hey let's stop what we're doing and let's check all the, the similar planes to make sure there's no issue there but they're, they're fond of calling them safety checks when uh, my wife and i were flying from orange county back to atlanta last month um we were delayed an hour over a safety check they kept making that announcement and i went up to the gate area and i whispered to the agent a safety check you mean a maintenance issue right yeah but you know safety check sounds better uh, okay we'll call it that so it's a lot of times just, you know, how they wish to word things to, you know, try to make it sound better like politicians do where people don't get freaked out because, you know, when you say maintenance issue, 
uh, people think, oh my gosh, Jay, the wings are about to fall off. No, there might be right. a light bulb in the cockpit that needs to be replaced. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's something of significance, because sometimes it's a minor issue, but it's, it's a no-go item, something that unless it works, the flight can't be dispatched. Yeah, and I, I can understand that. Uh, again, if I'm a passenger and I'm waiting there and I hear in, you know inspection, like, oh, shoot, you know, the plane's about to fall apart. But if you say safety, you know, you're like, we're doing this for you to make sure you are safe. And it, it's Absolutely. more more calming for the passenger. So I, I, I'll, I'll, I can understand I'll, that. I'll, and I'll certainly say that there is a safety aspect to doing the maintenance inspection. Uh, believe you me, because if there's a bird strike, you have to go through the protocol of making sure that everything's okay. And, yeah, it's a maintenance issue, but you're also, it's a, it's a safety issue. So yeah. I can see all that kind of gets spilled in, but. I didn't like the fact that Spirit was not as transparent as they need to be because sometimes the compensation given to a passenger is directly related to the type of delay or cancellation that's, that's happening. So it, it, you really can't hide behind the, we're only going to tell you a little bit type of thing. But, you know, here it was clearly an issue with Spirit, and they'll do everything that they need to do. There was a time when Spirit Airlines and, and I went round and round and round. I would hear from their uh their media people constantly just, I mean, I'd get these nine paragraph emails where they were screaming at me for all the things that I was accurately reporting on their airline because they couldn't do things right. But five, six years ago, they really turned things around in a big way and they continue to do so. They're a great airline um, and it's something that uh, they've had to work very hard at. So when I saw what they did, yeah, I'm sure the timing really messed a lot of people up and I'm sure that they dropped the ball somewhere for this to jump up at them like they did. But uh, I'll always appreciate an airline erring on the side of caution, checking things as they need to, just to make sure that everything is as it needs to be. We're talking with aviation analyst Jay Ratliff, as we always do on Mondays here on the WPTF Morning Show. Jay, if if uh, some of our listeners missed it last week, you called it. Uh, we were mentioning uh, the whole United Airlines, and they're starting to let window seat passengers board first. That's been in the news here today. Uh, for those that missed your comments last week, you said this is not going to work. Why is that? Well, the, the reason being is because they're trying to speed up the process by boarding the windows first, the middle second, the aisle seat third. It makes perfect sense. And anyone listening to us will say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, there is because of issues we've had in the past. When the window people board first, where do their, their bags go? In the very valuable real estate above the seats in the overhead storage compartment. Then the, the, I, the middle seats board, and where do their stuff go? They cram them all up as well in the top. And then here you have these last uh, bit of people that board the aisle seats, which is considered a premium seat, by the way, which many people have had to pay more for that seat than obviously a middle seat and many times a window seat and there's no overhead storage compartment available above their seat. In fact, you've got to go back seven or eight rows to find an opening to put your two bags or one bag. And these people that are spending more money will complain to United and say, look, uh, something's got to be done because I shouldn't be penalized after spending more money than the two people I'm sitting next to and not having the ability to store my bag correctly. It's the same way when we used to board from the rear of the aircraft forward, which again made perfect sense, the people in the back would shove their bags over row you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 as they walked to the back. And then when the poor people that were actually sitting in those seats arrived, Rob, there weren't any open up. Uh, yeah, you got to go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to put your bag in row 24 when you're sitting in row 12? I mean, you're, you're toast if you do because you'll never get that bag when everybody starts getting off the plane. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Uh, Jay, if anyone is flying out of RDU here this morning, going to any different part of the country, uh, any place that they might uh, run into some delays? I think uh, Dallas, uh, Minneapolis, and Houston could give us delays, which is the bad news. Good news is I think they'll be minimal, 30 to 45 minutes. I think today should be a, a very good day to fly. All right. Jay Ratliff, our aviation analyst here on the WPTF Morning Show. Thanks so much, Jay. Hey, my pleasure.